Most people in most cases would probably say that it's not wise to take a 36% pay cut in anything. But sometimes you have to take that math and put it aside. You have to listen to your emotions or you have to make some personal decisions. Sometimes making less money today actually takes precedence over the, the higher amount at some point down the road. In this video today, we're gonna to talk about this decision when it relates to CPP. Should I take my CPP benefits the earliest I can at age 60? Should I wait till 65, which is the default time to take them? Or in fact, should I push them back all the way to age 70, which is something that you can do as well. Before I dive into this discussion, I will point out that the first link below this video is for our investing academy. And I would invite you to check that out if you wanna learn more about what we do outside of our YouTube channel here. A quick refresher on how you determine how much your Canada Pension Plan benefits will be. Three factors. One is the age that you start taking the money out of the plan. Secondly is how much you contributed and for how long. And the third is what your average earnings were during your working years, how much you contributed on average to the plan itself. When we look at where we are at today, a few numbers just to set the stage here. In 2022, the maximum if you're starting to take your CPP today is $1,253.59 a month. The program does have provisions that you can start as early as age 60. Now, if you do this, there is a deduction from that maximum amount of 0.6% per month. So that's 7.2% per year. So if you take that over a five-year period, starting at age 60, that would be a 36% deduction from the amount that you would get uh, from your, your base amount. You also have the option to delay taking it past the age of 65. In fact, you can push those benefits all the way back to age 70. In that case, for every month past age 65, you will add 0.7%. Uh, on top of the base benefit. So that works out to be 8.4% per year. So if you delay all the way to age 70, that is a 42% increase from what you would normally take. If we use the 2022 baseline as an example, that $1,253 roughly, if you started at age 60 and took that discount, you would get $802.30. And that amount is for life. It doesn't go up when you hit 65. You're locking in that lower amount for the rest of your life. If you defer that to age 70, you would get that 42% bump up, which would put you to $1,780 roughly. And again, that amount goes for the rest of your life. I'm hoping that this is video one of a short little tube video series here. There is a report that I read recently put out by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries, and they took a really deep dive into the decision or to the ramifications of deciding to push back your CPP benefits until age 70 as opposed to age 65. Now, when you read this report, it is a, uh, it's not an easy read. You can tell it was written by either actuaries or uh, lawyers and no offense to either of those groups. I've read it and that means that uh, you don't have to read it. Um, there's a very interesting conclusion that this comes to and I'm gonna read a couple of excerpts from uh, the report here. Start with the first one that says, fewer of 2% of Canadians choose to delay their CPP take up to age 70. They go on to say, the mainstream advice in popular financial planning is to take up CPP payments as early as possible or to compare the age that the cumulative CPP pension payouts after delaying CPP payments equal the cumulative CPP payouts from having taken them at an earlier age to the person's subjective longevity expectations. Now, if that isn't a mouthful. Um, I had to read that a few times to really understand what they were saying, but essentially there's this never ending debate where if you started taking benefits early, you would get them for a period of time 
And then if you save those or invested them in, in lieu of waiting, where is that crossover point that it would be to your benefit? And what they're saying here in this report is it's almost a moot argument when you look at things from a different perspective. Uh, they say a primary objective of this project is to move beyond shallow comparisons. And that's what they're calling this um, almost default argument in the industry and in, in retirement planning, or at least in CPP, what they're calling a shallow comparison. The last excerpt from the report that I will share with you here today is they say, these findings can be directly employed in the practical world so as to move from the existing paradigm of taking CPP payments as soon as possible towards more effective communication and information that improves the understanding and appreciation of the risk mitigating properties of delaying CPP payments. In a nutshell, quite surprisingly, their study concluded that in most cases, pushing back, delaying taking your Canada Pension Plan benefits uh, works out to your advantage. If there is interest, it, it, as I mentioned, it's a very um, complicated, very deep, quite uh, scholastic uh, type of study, but if there is interest in, in learning more about that concept, um, I'll do the work. I'm happy to do that. If it's something you'd like to see, please just leave a comment below and uh, just, you know, give me your thumbs up if it's something you'd like to see more detailed. I am in this video going to talk sort of more generically about things that you need to consider in making the decision. But for that more sort of brain churning study, um, I'd be happy to put the word, uh, put the work together and, and do that for you. If that is the case, and if you do decide yes, I would urge you also to subscribe to the channel and um, hit the notification bell because uh, when that comes out, uh, certainly if you're new to the channel, it'd be nice to have you uh, view that as well. Now, I'm gonna look at three different scenarios, the sort of the classic comparisons or the classic questions. Should I start taking CPP as early as possible at age 60? Should I push it back to the default age of 65? Or should I in fact wait until age 70? Of course, there's anywhere in between. But let's use those three uh, as benchmarks. So starting with, should I take it at age 60? In many cases, this can actually make sense. And in fact, many people start at age 60. My concern is that people start at age 60 not necessarily for the right reasons. They haven't really done the homework. Um, and so uh, a concern, I guess, is uh, just because it's available and because it seems to be a common thing to do, that doesn't necessarily make it the right thing to do for you. That said, there are some reasons, there may be some reasons that for your circumstances, you might want to consider taking CPP right away. And we'll go through those right now. Uh, the first reason is simply you need the money. And you know you have to eat in retirement, you have to pay the bills, you need somewhere to live. And if you have insufficient savings on your own, or if, for example, you have uh, had a forced retirement, so maybe you've been laid off earlier than you'd expected and you're not quite ready for retirement yet, simply the priority of having money in your pockets today might outweigh the, um, the less, the, the lower amount of money that you're going to get if you start taking it today. It can be a very difficult decision because um, everybody, of course, would like to have more money uh, one, two, three, four, or five years down the road. But in some cases, it's just unavoidable. Uh, you need the cash flow. So that kind of forces your hand to taking CPP benefits at age 60. Another very uh, logical reason would be if you have knowledge of a reduced life expectancy. If you have a shortened life expectancy, um, you know, this is something we don't like talking about. It's it's uncomfortable. And when I would be speaking with clients, you know, always things like, like the planning horizon and those types of things, uh, depending on the person could be um, somewhat, um, uh, you know, a topic you don't really want to talk a lot about, but it is important that you do do that. Let's take a look at a few examples, just using life expectancy. So I'm going to start with 
age 60, which would be the earliest you can take CPP. In Canada today, if we're looking at an average of both sexes, a 60-year-old can expect to live on average just over another 25 years. Now, when they say on average, what that means, of course, is it's an average. So many people will pass away before the age of 85 in this case. Many people will outlive that. But uh, if you're doing some form of a planning projection, you can use that as an up-to-date relative number as as Canadian. So if you have information that suggests that you would not live that average lifespan, then that may weigh somewhat in favor of you taking your CPP benefits now. If you're 65 today, you can see that you would be expected to live another almost 21 years in retirement. Same concept, you can use that as a guide. And if you are 70 years old today, you would be expected to live approximately 17 more years in retirement. Stats Canada table just talks about Canadians generally. It doesn't break it down by females or males. But generally speaking, while well, in all cases here, females would be expected to live um, longer than males would be. A third reason you might consider taking your CPP early at age 60 is because uh, perhaps you're already retired at age 60. And the way that the Canada Pension Plan works is because it's a contributory plan, if you don't work between the ages of 60 and 65, so you retire at 60, but you don't plan on taking your Canada Pension Plan until age 65, this delay could actually decrease the amount that you would get when it does come time to collect. So when you calculate CPP benefits, there's an assumed contributory period of, or working period of ages 18 right through to age 65. So that's 47 years that you will have contributed to the plan. If you retire at age 60, of course, you're going to have to take five years off that because you're not contributing for the last five years of your plan. The program allows for 17% of the months of your working career to be uh, taken off for provisions for low earnings, etc. And this is done automatically. So if you're looking at that starting uh, at age 65, that 47 uh, year time period minus 17% is eight years that you can subtract from your time period. So depending on um, the first number of years that you worked, that the last five years may or may not affect those benefits. If you have other um, low earning years, for example, it might supersede those. If you've worked to the maximum, uh, contributed to the maximum all those years, then having those five low uh, years isn't going to hurt because um, you, you know, th they will be the lowest ones, but you have no other lowers that will uh, t be taken out of there. So something to figure in. I hope that's not too confusing. Number four, another reason that you might consider taking CPP right at age 60 is just simply a lifestyle choice. If your plans in retirement are, ex you're expected to incur more expenses early in those years, then you may just make a decision that say, I'm going to take the money out of my plan now, out of the CPP. I'm going to sacrifice higher earnings uh, in the years ahead because I'm going to live these first five years of my retirement in the manner I want. That's a little bit more controversial perhaps, but this is where I talked earlier, but it's not necessarily math. You know, there's some um, psychological benefits that go into it as well. Um, the fifth and final reason that I'm going to suggest today that you might take your CPP at age 60 before we move to 65 is just investments. And this is something that a lot of people believe that they can take their money and invest it early and make it up. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. I would like to just take a moment before I do that and thank our sponsor for today's video, Passive. Now, for those of you who don't know, Passive is a free platform that you can use to manage your investments and they offer a wide variety of features. And some of the ones I like, they have performance tracking. You can perform one-click trades. They have goal tracking, 
dividend tracking, and quite a few more features as well. You can keep track of your investments and you can quickly rebalance your portfolio to keep everything on track with your investor profile. So I would say if you are an investor on your own, uh, please consider uh, checking them out. There will be a link in the video here or also in the pinned comment uh, at the top of the comment section in this video as well. So if you are investing the money by yourself, if you're expecting to make a high rate of return, you could make a mathematical argument that you could take those proceeds you get in the earlier years, the first five years, invest them, and you would be further ahead when you um, when you get to that age 65. Something to consider, I mean, that's certainly a possibility, but there certainly isn't any guarantee in that. And if your financial situation is such that you're really relying on this money, you might be cautioned against taking too much risk with that. If you are an investor who invests in uh, for example, just GICs, term deposits, uh, very low yielding investments, that would be some fodder towards perhaps delaying further because that uh, you're not really going to make up that money in the, in the interim in any event. Keep in mind, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, between 60 and 65, there's a 7.2% increase per year that you get. The, the benefit goes up by 7.2% per year. And then after age 65, it goes up by almost eight and a half by 8.4% a year. So that might factor in when you're weighing the possibility of outperforming. Um, just keep those numbers in, in mind. Really importantly, if you delay and whatever that number is, the higher number when it starts, that is your guarantee for life. So as I said at the outside, whenever you start, that doesn't change. It is, in, it is adjusted for inflation, but that base amount isn't going to change. So uh, those are all things. If you're considering taking your CPP benefits at age 60, they might want to consider. Let's move on now to why you might want to consider taking it at age 65. And there's a few reasons uh, here as well. The simplest one, the first one I would say is it just simply might be part of your overall plan. Often when people are projecting their retirement days, you just default to age 65. If you go onto the Service Canada website and look at what your CPP benefits would expect it to be, the 65 is sort of the benchmark. And a lot of people have just sort of based their retirement years around that. So there's nothing wrong, I would say, uh, from that perspective, that's, you know, let's call that a compromise. You're not taking them early, you're not taking them late. 65 seems to be a comfortable default uh, way. So that might be a reason you decide, you know what, I'm just gonna take them at 65. Another reason that I would say you should consider is, I'm just gonna call it stress. There's always these worries about delaying Canada Pension Plan benefits because you know none of us know how long we're going to live. We can use averages, uh, we can use expectations, but we don't really know. And so it's a legitimate worry that what happens if I delay this five years or certainly another five years, and if I pass away, I'm forfeiting all of those benefits that I would otherwise be receiving, uh, not capitalizing on those. So I think a legitimate concern is um, the stress that would come with constantly worrying, should I start these? So if that's the case, if you're one of those people who would uh, be bothered by that, hey, maybe that goes into the take it at age 65 column. Question number three or, or item number three is maybe you just can't afford to wait to 70. And this kind of goes back to maybe taking it at 60. If at 60, you're relying on that money to provide for your retirement lifestyle. Uh, here you are at 65, you may need that money today as well, depending on how your, what your circumstances are. So that's a legitimate reason there. The fourth reason I wanna talk about in this category is related to the old age security pension that we get here in Canada. And most people are familiar with this clawback that you, you hear a lot about. And basically the way that works is if you make more than a certain amount um, or up and up to a certain amount, you will lose some or eventually 
all of your benefits. And so if you are um, close to that threshold, quite possibly because you're still working or possibly from investment income, etc., taking CPP benefits at early might um, push you up into that the category where you're having those OAS benefits clawed back. And just the, the current numbers on those, in 2022, if you're earning under $81,761 of net income, you will not have those benefits clawed back and the benefits are delayed. This will be the income during the course of the year. That will be starting in July of 2023. The upper end of that threshold, though, is $133,141. So anywhere in that band of about $81,000 up to $133,000, um, if you get pushed up in that, you would lose a percentage. It's 15% on the, every dollar that you go above that. So that is a that is a uh, consideration that you might make at age 65 is to, or rather at age 60, why you might want to push those back to age 65. A few things to think about. Um, in fact, there's probably too many things to think about for something that should be quite as simple as, hey, I got a pension, I'm starting it. But these are all things that as Canadians, we do need to grapple with. Uh, finally, I want to say starting at age 70. So why would you want to push it all the way back to 870. The most obvious reason to me is that you're still working. A lot of people do still work uh, well into their 60s and even into their 70s. If you're working, if you're still pulling an income in, if you have the cash flow to provide for your lifestyle and you're doing just fine, uh, we're gonna get right back to the old age security. And so you, you might not want to compromise the OAS number that you would be getting um, if you took benefits, you know, earlier than you absolutely had to. So something to consider there. Um, the, another reason might be if you have a higher than normal life expectancy. Um, if you come from a long lineage, if you have good blood and you're expecting that you're going to live a long life, of course, none of us know, but it might be beneficial to wait. Mathematically, it certainly might be beneficial to wait because you'll be getting in, you know, with that higher number. And in fact, if you wait till 70, you'll be getting more than twice as much as if you started taking at age 60 in virtually every calculation. So that's something to consider there. Third reason is that you have, oh, I kind of just touched on it probably, but you have a, a higher lifetime payment. So by delaying, you're going to lock in that, that higher number for the rest of your life. And the fourth reason I'll mention is um, just related to another element of our pension system here in Canada, which is the guaranteed income supplement. And if you are earning less than roughly $19,500, it's not exactly that, but roughly $19,500, um, you would be, from all other sources, you would be eligible for this GIS or the Guaranteed Income Supplement. If you're able to live on um, OAS, on your GIS, if you can provide for your lifestyle there, and perhaps uh, this is maybe where the the advent of TFSAs or tax-free savings accounts have come online, where you've built up tax-free savings account that you can pull money out, which isn't counted, as earned income doesn't affect your CPP or your old age security uh, clawback there. If you're in one of those circumstances, then um, you may uh, be able to push it back further, factoring everything else in. There's also another sort of benefit to that. And this is not a, a this is not a, a talk on GIS specifically, but uh, on, under the GIS system, in addition to that, that $19,000 threshold, there's a $5,000 buffer that you can earn. And then you start paying or losing the benefits, uh, the GIS benefits going up there on 50 cents on the dollar. But um, if that is something that you um, want to learn more about, um, I do have it. Maybe I'll link at the end of this video. I did a video specifically talking about Canada Pension Plan. Uh, old age security and a guaranteed investment supplement with more and more detail and you can um, have a look at that. As I mentioned earlier in the video as well, if you would like that more detailed argument, I would call it, uh, having read the study, that you should probably 
push it back, please just let me know. Leave a comment below. Uh, I always appreciate you watching the video. As a reminder, the first link below this video is for our investing academy. I thank you very much for watching the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.